We're hanging out at the famous Villains Hideout on yes, 63 Southern Avenue. That's right. Uh, where they serve Den of Thieves, the ginger, vanilla, mm-hmm. the chocolate, the right. straight bourbon. They have all of the flavors, uh, Tristan Lee cigars, all of that. You you can come here and try everything right here at the Villains great, Hideout. If I wasn't driving, I'll, I'll definitely have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and we also and we have a special guest today. We yes, actually, we do. Yeah. Yes, Rain do. Jones, who's a... Is a, is a self-published, mm-hmm. black-owned comic book creator. I think we're all fans of comic books. Like right. we all grew mm-hmm. up on comic books, so you know the Avengers, the X-Men. So it's really wonderful to have a comic book uh, called M Theory. It's called correct, and it, and and it focuses on female characters. And and I, I wanted to ask you like a quick question about the title M Theory. Like, I, I know that M-Theory is kind of like a real physics concept, correct? Absolutely. It, absolutely. it was created by uh, Edward Witten, and it's, it's kind of like a convergence of dimensions into one tight space, right? That's Did beautiful. I get that right? That and and I, I was just wondering if that's where you were inspired to name the comic book M-Theory. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me today. It is such a pleasure to be here, and I've enjoyed laughing. I feel like I've, I know you because I've, I've heard your podcast, so <laughs> I feel like I'm laughing along, you know, right, right with you. So, um, yes, M theory is um, it is it does have some physics to go along with it. Okay. It does come from string theory. The main character's name is Makiba, so that's where the M comes from. Okay. But she kind of converges. She's the convergence of power in in the storyline. And that, that whole idea is what drove me forward with it. Right. I, I also just wanted to let you know that I am the writer, but my uh, my artist and my editor is Jessica Rivera. Okay. Nice. She's amazing. She's amazing. And um, it's like she picks the ideas out of my head and helps make sure that what's in my head comes out on the paper. She's an incredibly talented woman. So, 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 so can you tell us, uh, when, when did you decide to create the comic book? Like, like what... what like uh, catapulted you to go into that? Well, you know, I've, the idea for the story was with me for many years. It starts, it takes place in a small southern town, Richmond, Virginia. And um, that's how all characters start, right? Superheroes always come from like this small little town. <laughs> a little cafe. A little, 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 little cafe, cafe in Virginia. Little cafe yeah. in Virginia. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta look at it this way. If you're, if you're starting in a big place, I mean, here we are in the big city. How are you gonna get somebody to pay attention to Right. I mean, on one hand, you got, you know, you've got um, uh, Spider-Man. Nobody saw him. He's in Queens, but it's Queens. So, you know, nobody's paid any right, attention. Right. Perfect place to be anonymous, right? You got Daredevil. Now, you're not going to tell me that they saw, didn't see him in Hell's Kitchen. They saw him. They just kept their mouth shut because that's what you do in Hell's Kitchen. Right. Of course. Right? <laughs> so, I mean. Luke Cage was up in Harlem. He was just a regular dude on the block. Like, yo, Cage was good. That's right. it. Right. Right. And they gave him a space because that's what you do. Right. Right. So, you know, for me, it was um, the idea was always there, but to be honest, um, I didn't have the courage enough to try to put what I had in my head on paper. Okay. And you know, there's a place where you're a woman, you're a black woman, and you say, you know, I talk to guys, and I'm like, I talk to guys about the things I'm interested in right. in the comic book shop, and I'm like. Listen, you, you're not going to tell me there's a better series than Authority. You haven't replaced it yet. Nobody has got, come up with a timeline and a concept that has beat that yet. And they look at me like, what, you know from Authority? Right. You know, I can't, you know, and that's okay. You know, but 
it makes it a little harder for us to figure out how to get our voices heard. Correct. Within the story I have, I have an older woman, I have a younger woman, I have, you know, her grandfather even has the kind of power that he uses right. and tries to help baby girl. Right. He's trying to help baby girl. Listen, baby, I only got a little bit of this, but I'm going to let you know right now, <laughs> you better watch it. Right. right. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Don't be afraid to step back, you know. I feel like our voices haven't been represented for so long, and I felt like that was such a big barrier. And at some point, I realized, if I don't tell the story, nobody else is going right. to. Right. If, and if you read it and you like it, I'm happy. I, I want to tell you the story. Now, is this, a, is this an origin story, or is this a developed storyline that will lead into the origin story? Oh, okay. Volume 1 is a nice, easy introduction. Volume okay. 2, which is three-quarters of the way done, the plan is to have it for sale before August, so stay gotcha. tuned. Okay. Uh, volume 2 gets deep and dark and into it. Okay. Um, volume 1 is a good intro. Okay. So. And what are her superpowers? Okay, well, she, Makiba draws her energy from the earth. If you think about the, uh, the world, oh, thank you for the mic. Um, the idea is that, you know, the world is covered in electromagnetic energy mm -hmm. uh, based on ley lines. You may have heard of that concept before. Right. I think it's been used in stories before. So she draws her energy from the earth in that way, but she's not a mother nature archetype sort of thing. It's more like she has a job to take care of things when things go bad. Think about it like when the dam breaks, somebody's got to fix it. Right. Sometimes it's physical, 98% of the time it's metaphysical. You know, she's got her kids, some of them she raised, right? You know, some of them not so much. Right. So <laughs> in this case, you know, she's got her only son. Things did not go so well. She kind of spoiled him. Okay. And now he's trying to take over her spot. So she needs help. Just like if your grandmother, all of a sudden now, I don't know about your grandmother, but mine would have a little problem figuring out how to work Instagram, you know? Right. Okay, so she needs a little help to catch up with things now. So she finds somebody in her bloodline, and this is Mimi. And she works in her dad's motorcycle shop and is constantly annoyed because nobody's listening. Nobody's paying any attention. She doesn't, she's trying to go to school. She sings in a band. And what now here comes what, this woman. What year is this taking place? This is taking place in the early 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it would be more interesting that way. It's, you know, when you remember how things were back then, I mean, there were the pagers. Right. Yeah, some people had cell phones, but most of the time, you had to get where everybody was. Right. You had to know where people were. And it was like the tag system. Remember, right. you saw them at the one spot. Mm -hmm. We're going to be over there later. When? 12, 31 o'clock. All right. By the time you got there, you've been two other places and everybody else has shown up, right? Right. So I kind of like that. I kind of like the way you had to work a little harder and the community and the, the plans worked a little differently. Okay. So that's where I started from. I got a two-part question for okay. you. What was your reaction when you published the first copy, and do you still have that original copy? I do have the original copy. My reaction was I cried like a baby. Mm. I cried like a baby. To hold in my hand something that I wrote, right. and to see um, both the words and the, the illustrations that so accurately reflected what was in my head, I, I just was completely blown away, completely. So, so I noticed in the comic book, like uh, Mimi, I think she's Afro-Latina. Yes. Are you basing these characters off of people in your your life or reality, or is it just totally made up? Well, you know what you know what they say. Every good story, every good lie has a little bit of truth, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I'll say that I've gotten some ideas from a lot of people, but um, the characters are are not based on you know real life personalities. Gotcha. A combination there. Gotcha. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. And if, and if. And if she was 
to be an Avenger? Ooh. Would she have the Would she have the powers or the the capability to be an Avenger? Absolutely, she would be definitely a high level one of the. She'd definitely be one of the top tier, top really? tier entities. She'd be up there, neck and neck with Superman. Neck and neck. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Avengers. Oh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Be, like even even if the Justice League, it doesn't yeah, matter. Sorry. Like it, it's, say, it's the same thing. They it's have the same. disappointed me with the Justice League. Although I will tell you, I did go ahead and watch that Zack the Zack Snyder reboot. Oh, the 17 out the 17 hour 17 version. Hours got later, you, got but, you. but it was worth it though. It was long. It was. I was worth it. You it said was, the same thing. It was long, thing, right? but it was worth. It was. It was. I because was surprised. You, but you know, but you know where they failed is because they should have given backstories. Yes. Way before. Yes. The Justice League came out. They didn't. Yes. They didn't so, do what Marvel did, which they gave us a story course, for right. each character, some of the multiple. So to. They to just wanted to put everything out. Yeah. So to I spent. Makiba would be there with Thor. Gotcha. She would be up at that level. Really? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. 100%. So I wanted to. Yeah. So now I wanted to ask. You think Makiba can go head to head with Captain Marvel? Because we don't have a. Uh, Captain Marvel? Yeah. You think she could take Captain Marvel yeah, out though? Take Captain Marvel. I would okay. say so. She's a world she's like world destroyer level. Like we're talking Okay, so she's yeah. so she's in that 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 cosmic that caliber that cosmic, cosmic, that cosmic part of the yeah. uh, cinematic okay. universe. Yes. I got you. Yeah. I got Absolutely. you. What's, 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 what's her Achilles heel? Pardon? What is her Achilles heel? Because every superhero has Every superhero no, that's has a really one. Really good question. That's a good question. Nobody's asked me that one before. Is oh. it is it like lashes or eyebrows? If she doesn't get her eyebrows <laughs> done or her lashes no. done, eyebrows on point. Okay. <laughs> on point. It's like, do she lose her? Do she lose her powers if a wig fall off? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're just looking at that. What comes with it? Like 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 does she spend 13 hours to get ready? Like before I fight crime, before, I gotta get I gotta ready. Get Hold on, let me just. You know. You know uh, it's funny you say that because the opening scene when we're introduced we're introduced to her, she is um, she was trapped by her son in like a, a Faraday cage, mm-hmm. uh, which is an electro electricity electromagnetic electromagnetically based energy source thing, okay. a Faraday cage. Um, I would say her weakness is her lack of trust. She had to trust people. You know, you you can be this entity for that's a hundred years. You can be a millennia years old. But you're not getting by in this world without working with other people. So she's drawing you her powers. To. Where is she drawing her powers directly from? Directly from the earth itself. Directly, directly from, from the, the earth. Yes, from gotcha. the, directly from the earth. So being that global warming does affect the earth and so forth, and you have all of these, you know, we're just raping the earth of all its resources. Wouldn't that affect? Wouldn't that affect? That's something like Captain Planet. Remember Captain Planet remember. back in the day? Yeah. I always thought that they sort of. He was a little, a little two-dimensional. He was great for the kids, though. Right. Yes. Um, there are. There is a reflection of that within okay. the storyline too. Um, and part of the problems that she encounters and she has to fix are the problems that come from that. Gotcha. One of the things she can't do though is directly affect human influence. Like she cannot be a direct influence on right. human history because it causes plagues, destruction, natural disaster. It's sort of like the free will of humans is protected that way so that she can't just become a dictator. Like why wouldn't Superman just come on and tell everybody to do it my way, like kind of thing? Same thing. She can't do that. If she does, then it causes more trouble. So that's... I don't know if I call that her Achilles heel, but it's it's definitely. But a it would be because if if, if they de- yeah if the Earth is always being raped of its resources, That's then right. she has to lose or just you know right She's like Superman. Be the if, Su- woman. if Superman doesn't have the sun to give no. That's right. Superman always has to go up and right. recharge in the sun and then right. come back. If there's no sun, it's just complete darkness. Superman does lose his powers. That's right. 
So he has that and well, he actually has two, Kryptonite. So he draws his powers from the sun and there you go. So, you know, all, all of this talk about um, dimensions and things like that, it, it reminds me of shows like Fringe. Fringe. And, and Lovecraft, for yes. some reason, came to my mind when yes. I was reading. Did you draw uh, from those shows? This particular, uh, this volume was written before Lovecraft. Okay. Mm. Uh, but I was very happy to watch that show. It went some places. I was really excited right, to too. travel with yeah, them. It was, it was done. Well done. The, the, the episode that was my favorite, I have to say, is the one where she goes into space, the mother goes into space. First of all, it's a mother. It's a woman. She's, you know, she's not 22, right? And she's an active part of the storyline. That was, it's like, you know, not everyone, you can't always be the 22-year-old who's doing right. stuff to save the earth. Come on. Yep. You know you need a 44-year-old to come out there and handle some <laughs> stuff. You know, they know, they know what has to be exactly. done. Exactly. You know? But I love that particular one where she went into space and she met the other entities and, and it was, I am, you know. They, I think they covered so many wonderful things in that. I agree. You know. So, uh, so yes, I will say I enjoyed it, um, but it did not affect this particular volume. But it okay. made me feel, it made me feel like my story was ready to be was ready to get out in the world. So the super villain, mm -hmm. do you have a super villain in this storyline? Her son. Her son. See? And it's always it's always the, the positive and negative of so yeah. Right. His girlfriend's not so great either. <laughs> She's, you know, his girlfriend is um, an uh, ancient Aztec goddess. Goddess, say her name was the Obsidian Butterfly or the Black Butterfly. So, sort of a butterfly, but represented in a skeletal form too. Right. Eats people. What can you say? Not the nicest of people, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, one, one more thing. I, I just wanted to ask you a question about, you know, the concept of, you know, there's gentlemen like us, we're, we're people of color and we like comic books, but, but, but often we're not seen that way. How do you feel about opening this new world of, of sort of like the black nerds? Like, how, how, does, how does that make you feel? Company! <laughs> Company! <laughs> I was so excited to come and talk to you guys about stuff like this. I have to tell you, it's it's great. Like the, the black nerd culture being out in the open now, I feel right. like we're crawling up from under the under the rock, and we're not getting shoved in the lockers anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can start to share like all the things that we're enjoying. You know, I would have loved to have talked about. Um, um, I'm thinking about. Um, I can see it in my head right now. But, the artist, like even like the influence of McFarland over this time period. You See, know? and I just—that's what I just told. I just told Trav that. Yeah. Because he didn't know if there were any other uh, black uh, uh, illustrators, and I told him. I said Spawn yeah. was the and first black superhero yeah. created so by McFarland, and McFarland did go on to. I think he was working. He did Spider-Man at one point for for a few years or whatever. But McFarland is a dope. He's a dope artist, a dope writer, and he did, he did spawn. He did. And oh. it, was, it was refreshing. And of course, we all know this whole thing kicked off because of Blade. Right. We all know. And then they took the franchise from him. He looked so mad in that last movie. I don't blame him. Kick <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Like, what? Come on. Now, granted, I did laugh, but I right. was sort of like, why are you going to take it? He was doing just fine. And he looked like, why are you here? I'm right. good. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy. So I wanted to go back to Makiba beating people up. Okay. I'm not even gonna lie. I want to know if she could take on the Hulk. Okay. Because you see what what the Hulk did to Loki. And that's oh. a, a deity as well. So yeah. I want to know, like, could she stand toe to toe with the Green Machine? Wow, that's a good one. 
Yeah. You know, so the difference here is that you know Logan is a high level. Definitely, his 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 classification is he's in the top ten category. But I would say the fact that Makiba has an unlimited power source and the ability to adapt, also interdimensional travel. The combination between the drawing, the infinitely being able to draw power to respond, like... She reminds me like a mixture of Thor, Doctor Strange. There you go, keep going. Yeah, like, nah, I, I see where you going with it, because like, she really got it. Like, I see what, all right, so she is, she could beat the Hulk. We, we can just put that out there. Hulk, you can't stand with McKeever. <laughs> right, we gonna put it out there. Can she have a bad attitude? Every day, all day. That's what I'm talking that's about. What I'm, every she day, have all one? day. She mad. She always okay, mad. That's she always what mad I at somebody. She mad. Okay. Yeah. If it's time to get down with bamboo earrings, at least two pairs, She's can she do? That's what I'm talking about. Her. See, I need that real character. That's what I want. Oh, the attitude is there. Okay. 100%. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I'm sure you already know, but there's not that many black women involved in the space. So you're kind of like a beacon now. You become this beacon for other uh, young ladies or women uh, to create in this space. Like, what hurdles did you encounter? Can, can you like explain a little bit what hurdles you encountered, and, and what can someone expect coming behind you? Uh, you know, what would you say to the person coming behind you? You know, how you can do this? How you can create this magic? Wow. Well, you know, I have to say, I, I don't feel like I've traveled far enough on my journey yet to really to feel that I'm so much of a forerunner. There are some amazing writers out there, and I can't, you know, who are receiving a lot of accolades right now. You know, right? The last, the last three Hugo Awards were won by the same black woman, and she's amazing. Right. My story is told differently because it's just who I am and how I'm telling it. The reason that I'm publishing it on my own is because, just like everyone else, you, you put your stuff out there and they tell you it's not the story they want to tell. And my personal choice, I decided, well, you don't have to tell it, I'll tell it myself. Okay. So sometimes you have to be willing to go that step farther in order to get your story out there. And do it yourself. And I think a lot of people in the black community, I think we feel this way a lot. In that, you know, they don't necessarily want to hear what we have to say. They don't want to tell the stories we want to tell. Why is there no Green Lantern? Why is there no Green Lantern movie? Why? There was, there was one. Oh, no, we're not talking about that. That was the most horrible movie <laughs> oh, no, created. We can't talk about that. So... <laughs> And you know, and you know what, you know what, what, what I want, I want, I want Marvel. If you're gonna do Black Panther, I want them to take the, uh, um, the, the, the storyline that uh, Tahanasi Coates did. Did you read that? Did you read that version of his novel that he created? I'm so, I have to say I'm sorry I didn't. I yeah, know you I, should. I, I will it's, it's, definitely. Yeah, I, and I think him being like one such a great. Uh, American writer for yeah. him to even take the time out to create a story for Black Panther. I was like, oh, this is like, wow. Oh, that's an amazing choice. Yeah. Because writers, this is what they do. So one of the things I'll tell you, to go back to both Lovecraft and mm -hmm. about being like a woman, black woman writing science fiction and writing us into the story. You know, when, when we, when we come forward together, you know, we can make so many amazing things work. Right. We, when once, what Lovecraft also showed me is that there, we are thirsty 
for we're thirsty to see ourselves represented. Right. There are so many people who are wondering why there's why these things haven't been done properly before and ready to hear and listen to these stories. So I guess anybody else who's trying to tell their story, then I would say come sit at the table with me. Let's the rising tide lifts all boats. Let's let's go. Let's do I got this, what do you got? That's you great. know, a creative potluck. Let's put it together and tell our stories together. Let's promote each other. Let's right. share our work together because you know, what stops a lot of creative people, what stopped me for years, I would say, is that, um, like I said, there's that whole feeling of my story isn't gonna be good enough, um, my perspective, my worldview, they don't wanna hear my bougie sum sum, they don't wanna hear it. Nobody, who's gonna read this? You know, and then, and then you have to decide. It's not up to me to decide who's going to right. like it. I just have to put out what I have to say. Right. And hope that enough people enjoy it and keep moving forward. So, and Love Cross showed me too that the, the world is ready for that. We're ready. We are definitely ready for it. Mm. So, so can we expect you on the small screen soon? Oof. Is that is that the end well, goal? <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, I have, there are a couple of projects I have in my pocket. And I did shop something out uh, for the last couple of years to see what would happen. Uh, but it was more of a historical piece. And believe it or not, Makiba actually shows up in this and it's for a larger question I'd like to say for another conversation with you guys at another point um, you know it's funny the Hollywood land it's got its own rules and its own crazy so I'd sort of like to have my readership develop I'd like to have enough people who like what I do to be able to make the decisions that I want to make with my own story because once they take that and they take it away they're gonna do what they're gonna do with it. Unless right. you have, you come in there with that Harry Potter money, like, I don't think so. Right. No, no, see, this all this right here, this is mine. Right. I'll let you know when we're ready, you know? Wonderful. So, it's possible, and we'll see how it works. Wow. And, and, and the publishing company that you have, what is it, is it M-Theory Comics? No, the publishing company is Liminal Media. Liminal Media, okay. Now, if there are young, up-and-coming that can't get to platforms like you know, Marvel or any other, and I see a lot of I see a lot of individuals are doing self-publishing. What are you looking to bring in? Like to say, if someone comes to you with an idea, like, hey, listen, you know, you already here. This is what I have. What do you think? Are you looking to signing new up-and-coming graphic novels or comic books and so forth? The under you know, your I umbrella. I feel like. Um I would definitely be interested in supporting other artists okay. who are interested in going further. Right. If they come to me um, with a professional level product, I can help them with that. Got you. I feel okay. like I feel like I can do that. Um, right now, of course, I'm obsessed with my own, you know, work in progress, right. um, as we all do when we have our creative moments, right? But I can see that being something that I welcome people afford to do. Okay. Absolutely. I wanted to say, I see M-Theory competing with Avengers one day and Marvel Studios and stuff like that. So I wanted to ask you, will you deviate to other characters as well? Besides, you know, the main focus of Kiva, like, will her daughter pull a role? Will her son give his backstory? Are you looking to do that as well? Along with what Wavy said, bringing on other talent and other characters, like, create your own little thing like that to do. Is that something that you would want to do? There is definitely a pantheon, and there is definitely a side story to go along with it. So once Makiba and Mimi's story is done, Mimi has her story, but she also, there's another character that I, I'm not ready to share the, the, oh, the name. Okay. You got you to get ready for volume two. He'll, gotcha. He comes up in volume two. Okay. So 
Um, but yes, I, I, there, there's a pantheon of characters, and they do have their storylines, and I do see myself following those through. That's dope. Um, nice. Merch. Well, action figures. <laughs> what are we doing? As you know, that's like the highlight of everything. Gotta have your collectibles, right? Yes. Well, so far we're starting off today. We're out here with, um, you know, New York change. We, you can't put anything in a bag anymore. So you're out here today. You're getting a free grocery bag, reusable bag with MC area on it. Uh, I've got some really cool pens, acrylic pens that are, they really pop. Um, so we started on this, but at 3D action figure, maybe, listen, maybe it would look good. So the question is only going to be like, what kind of bike am I going to put with her? Because I, I do love my motorcycles too. So Tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me at mtheorycomic.com. Okay. On social media? mtheorycomic, uh, both on Insta and on Twitter gotcha. and on Facebook. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. There you go. So we really want to thank you for coming thank and you. speaking thank to you. us. And Lorraine Jones, we expect huge things from you. We expect to see you on thank screen. You so we much. expect more comic books. We just expect, and we're so happy for you and and proud of you as well. Right. Thank you so much. And it's look out, and look out, look out for Lorraine Jones creating a character of a beard that comes from another dimension. <laughs> Right, and he gives everyone beards, so women of all ages will have beards, and it just takes over the world. I and it has dimensional like powers. <laughs> and, and when you start making, because I know it's gonna get, it's gonna hit the big screen. When it starts being animated, I want to see you personally, right. like how Stan Lee is in everything. So I want right. to see you, you pop have up. to have your little like Makiba. Don't play, girl. Stop I don't playing, know. I want to. Like, you know what I mean? You in the shop, that. girl? You getting them gels on your nails <laughs> again? Oh, that's a rage, you can see all the cameos. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you very Thank much. You so Thank much. you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Lorraine Jones, the creator, the editor, mm-hmm. the uh, what else can we? Well, she's just she's just, just the creation of this woman, whole. Just yeah, everything. just just everything I'm with this. Every woman, <laughs> everything under the sun. Right, but uh, for real, it's, it's a dope, it's a great novel. If you guys are into comics, a great novel for you guys to pick up, enjoy it, and read it. Um, you know, she is doing big things. Volume two will be out hopefully this summer. Um, that's what that's what she's pushing for. But please continue to follow her, support. Um, you know, we don't have women of color that are creating uh, animation or creating graphic novels, uh, comic books, and characters within this male-dominant comic book space. Yeah, and of course, we'd like to thank uh, Villains Hideout for having us. They're very precious, and we appreciate all the love. Right.